0: you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of how much is enough and how often do you think about it the team at jpex financial group can help set your mind at ease we specialize in creating strategies doing the planning and managing of your financial educational and investment needs we help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies you deserve a personal tailored plan Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City.
1: Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you I crossed out by Kobe. we floated Shaq. And and then Shaq goes like this.
0: And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those ladies.
2: Hold on. It's fun. But I didn't make point. I didn't make point. I
0: said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere.
1: Jones, first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that?
2: Porter Moore, I think, right now is the best coach of college basketball. He's down. Finch two for three. He's
1: done his part. Finch, is drilled the deep right field toward the poles—and and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization of baseball because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization of baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with r and J. I am Steve Rister along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And we got to talk about the conclusion of week 15 that happened last night. We had two games. We'll quickly talk about the two games from last night as the, uh, the St. Louis Rams pretty much ended the Seattle Seahawks season as they beat them 20-10 to and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Washington football team 20-17. Well, 27-17, But we'll start with the Rams beating the Seahawks. Pretty much the story in this game was the Rams' defense pretty much dominated this game. They could have won it for more, won it by more, if it wasn't for Stafford's interception in the first half. They pretty much dominated this game. Seahawks' offense had a lot of trouble without Tyler Lockett. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was able to uh, was able to pretty much shut down DK Metcalf. And the Rams they go to ten and four, and the Seattle Seahawks they go to five and nine, and they're now pretty much out of playoff contention.
2: Yeah, the Seattle put a good first half, especially defensively. I know their offense didn't do much besides that kind of final drive towards the end. Their defense kept them in it, and, you know, the Rams kind of got down 10-3. They they had that big 86-yard drive. They tied up, and that was pretty much it from there. You know, the Rams pretty much dominated from that point on. You know, the Rams looked good even, yeah, without Ramsey. Or, I mean, with Ramsey back in the lineup, you know, the Seattle really showed out DK Metcalf in this game. But, yeah, I thought, you know, Rams got some pressure on Russell Wilson. I thought the same thing for Seattle. It's that they brought a good pass to Safford, but Rams move on and they uh you know move to ten and four now.
1: We'll go to the game of the NFC East, and that was the Eagles who beat the Washington football team last twenty last night, 27 to 17. And that was the game we pretty much saw last night. That was the game that was on here here in Connecticut. That was the game that we saw. And uh it, the Eagles should have won this game by a lot more than 27-17. It, it's the beginning of the game, you know, with the the interception that went the ball uh, that went off Goddard's foot. Xander, there we go. Xander's ready to go. And you're gonna be happy about the game we're gonna, we're gonna we're going oh, we're gonna talk about next. What's good, bro? We're doing well, Xander. We're doing well. But yeah, I mean, you're per- right just in time. We're talking about the NFC East with Xander. Perfect timing for Xander there uh yeah but I mean I, the, 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 that game Philadelphia should have won that game by much more I mean they ran the ball all over uh Washington last night uh Garrett Gilbert did what he could but really he was signed off the practice squad but for was standing with the Patriots practice squad you know uh, you know less than a week ago he had less than a week to prepare for this game I mean he did what he could in this game but if it wasn't for the turnovers the Eagles would have won this game much by, by more than 27 to 17, obviously, you know, Xander's comment. Thank you, Cooper Cup, for bringing me all the way back to fantasy. Mm-hmm. Sure did a huge night last night mm-hmm. for the Rams there. Uh But adding back to the Eagles game, yeah, I mean, it just it just was a, you know, a pretty much a dominant performance from scrimmage. The Eagles got to cut down on those turnovers. You can't have those turnovers early in the game. That was the only chance Washington had. It was a game in the fourth quarter because of those turnovers. But the Eagles were able to pull away, and they go to 7-7. Seven and seven. Washington football team goes 6-8. and eight. Justin, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, Philly had a rough start early there. You know, Washington got off to a uh, very quick start there, going up ten 0 But yeah, you know, as you said, dominating the final three quarters, Philly had um, outgained the Washington four hundred thirty five yards to one hundred thirty six yards. It just kind of shows after that, kind of in the you know last three quarters, that yeah, the Eagles kind of figured it out. And they've been off for sixteen days, which is you know more than usual. So I think there was a little rust, like especially that first you know Goddard drop and going off his keel there for the interception like you know something like yeah some breaks early happened for Washington there yeah Garrett Gilbert's tough had to kind of do you know not really only having a week to repair learning a new playbook it's tough so yeah you know Washington kind of got dominated both sides of the ball but that's kind of what happens when you're just playing with a bunch of backups against you know you know in a big game like that against the Eagles so yeah I thought Jalen Hurts played really really well one of his best games so far in in his NFL career you know um, after that fumble there in the first quarter but yeah those um, those final three quarters, Eagles or whatever they want offensively.
1: And we got a good question from Xander there. Who do you think take the final two play the uh, final two playoff spots in the NFC? That's a real that's that, that that's a really good question. Right now, I, I think I think the I think the the, the six seed is going to go to the Forty Nine ers. And the seventh seed, I think, is going to go to the Saints. This is why I think it's going to go to the Saints. I like the Saints' schedule. I really like their schedule. They got they got Miami at home. That's going to be a tough game on Monday night. That, might, that Dolphin game on Monday night is going to be a really really tough game. But then they, but then they got uh they got they got Atlanta on the road. That that could be a, that could be a tricky game too. They got, they got Carolina at home. Then then Atlanta on the road. So but I think their schedule is a little bit more favorable. Uh, it's all going to depend really, cause I, it's all really going to depend on will that last Eagles Cowboys game matter? Cause if that last Eagles Cowboys game matters to the Cowboys. I think that the saints get in cause I think the saints win their last three and I think the Eagles win two of their last three. So I think the saints would end up 10 and seven and the Eagles would end up nine and eight. Uh, so if that last game matters for, for if it matters to the, if that last game matters to the, uh, that last Eagles Cowboys game mat- matters, I think, I think the saints will end up getting in. Then you look at the 49ers. I mean, I, I haven't, completely looked at what they have left but I, um, i'm just i'm just gonna get obviously it's, they got this week they got the titans planes. then then they uh they go to toast the rams they toast they, 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 oh, oh okay okay then, they're, and then, then, they're L. L. then the rams yeah then they're getting there there's no way they're not getting it. Yeah. so they, they they should be i mean if they beat the titans on thursday night they should definitely get in at 10 7. so i got so my two teams right now my two wild card teams are the saints i got the saints and, and uh, 49ers getting in, both the 10 and 7. Justin, i don't put you on the spot here. Who, are, what are, what are your, who do you think will be the final two teams? Anybody?
2: I have to go with you. I got to go with the Niners and Saints here. Because, yeah, the Niners, I love the way they've been playing right now. They've been, you know, since kind of putting Debo Samuel there kind of as a running back, too. Um, I think it's really helped in the way they've been running the football. And with their schedule, I think they do beat the Titans Thursday night. And then they still have Texans at home. And, you know. The Rams on the road could be tough, depending on what's going on with LA and the seating, and all that. But I think the I love the Rams are right now playing. I think they're playing one of the hottest teams in the entire league right now. So I got to take them, and I'm with you with the Saints too. It, it's with the schedule. As long as they can get by Miami Monday night, which I think they can because of their defense. I think they beat Carolina home, and I think they go to Atlanta and beat the Falcons. So I think they finished ten and seven. I think the Eagles probably drop. You know they could drop two of the three if Washington's healthy by week seventeen and Cowboys at home. Yeah, that could matter. Um, who knows? I could see the you know Eagles dropping two there, and I don't trust the Vikings. I don't see the Vikings. I see. I could see the Vikings losing the last three games here, and you know because I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll beat the Rams this week, and I don't think they go to Green Bay. And beat should Packers win the last so. one
1: against Chicago. It should be Chicago we- in the last one
2: the Bears played better. I mean, you know, besides the turnovers, they only had a hundred and what's 84 yards against the bears of their night. Yeah. You know, like the turnovers hurt the, But hurt they'll the, be at the home. Bears, they'll though. be
1: at home. The bears will probably be packing it in. It'll be probably be Matt Nagy's last game. They'll probably be done with Matt Nagy. They're already done with Matt Nagy, but yeah. they will be Matt Nagy's last game. I, th- I think Minnesota ends eight, nine. So yeah, I think we both agree that right. As of right now, the two, the last two playoff teams are going to be the 49ers and they're going to be the saints.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think right now crazy the saints, could Get up there, but their defense was playing well the last few weeks, and yeah, I think their schedule is favorable. They get you know, I, as long as they get Monday night against the Dolphins, I, I think they're they they should be pretty much sex. I can't see the Panthers or Falcons knocking them off the last two weeks of the season.
1: Another question with Xander Will the injuries to the Bucks start catching up with them? It's kind of the worst time of getting hurt. Here's here's, the, here's here's where they're gonna get a break, though. Here, here, here's, what, here's what helps them. Their schedule is ridiculously easy in those last three weeks. Carolina has no idea what they're doing at quarterback, and they play them in two of those last three games. And then the game in the middle is against the Jets. So their schedule is so favorable. So I don't think those it, what could really hurt them is going into the postseason is that first playoff game. If it's if it's number if it, if this if the this is very possible, the Buccaneers get the two seed and the Saints get the seven seed, there's no way. No way, the Buccaneers are gonna to want to see the Saints.
2: No, that actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that'd be a tough one. Uh, he, they made it he, he, pretty hard to uh, make Brady uncomfortable the way the Saints say. But you know, I, I could see. Yeah, the, the way the Buck schedule sets up for him, it's three games where Brady can kind of figure out what else he has. But we've seen Brady do it before. He's done more with less. So, like I, you know, there's so. I think like these last three weeks of trying to build those kind of the chemistry here, I think it's really going to help them of trying to get, get their, um, you know, momentum going in the playoffs. I'm kind of worried about that running game. Can, Ron, can they get Ronald Jones going if Fournette's going to be out for, you know, extended period of time here? Cause that's really what helped them get to that Super Bowl run last year was the way they started to be able to run that football with Fournette. That's something I am a little bit worried about, but I think even, you know, we've seen Brady do it before with, not the top tier weapon, so we'll, we'll see. I know that defense, though, you know, back end is concerning, but you know, if they get into the high scoring games, we'll, with Tom Brady, I'm not too worried that again, Mike Evans, Kurt Godwin are great receivers, but um, he still has Gronk, he still has OJ Howard. I like a tight end, but
1: and don't forget, he we'll see Antonio that. Brown back too,
2: yeah, yeah, him too. So you know, I could see it, you know, Antonio Brown having you know a couple of big games the next few weeks trying to get him reincorporated with this offense. So I'm not too worried because it is Tom Brady and, you know, he'll always figure it out. And especially Sunday, the way they lost, I see him having a huge day. Whoever played wide receiver for the Bucs.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, play, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have a huge day. I, I just think the defense of the Buccaneers is going to be too much for that, uh, for that Carolina offense. So yeah. And, 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 and just to, to, to go back to what we said earlier, I think the schedule is really going to help the Bucs. The Bucs had a tough schedule. They'd be in trouble, but the schedule is just going to help them in those last three games when they're all banged up.
2: Oh, absolutely. I can't see them losing any of those two or any of those three. You know, I can't see them losing the Panthers or, or the Jets either. There's, there's no way. So yeah, they should be fine. Um, these final three and they should finish 13 and four with pretty much, you know, no problems at all. Maybe Carolina's a one this week. There, it is tight, but I, I you know, I'm, because the Panthers can't move the football, so I'm not too worried.
1: All right, we got a comment from Xander about Dallas, but we're going to hold that comment. And first, we're going to talk about Dallas's game this week against the Washington Football Team as they host the Washington Football Team on Sunday Night Football. And if they win, or if the Giants win earlier in the day, they win the NFC East. So for this game, I feel like that. I feel like Dallas should control it. I think they're going to they're going to get pressure like on a, on whoever the quarterback, whoever Washington has a quarterback. I feel like it'll be Heineke or Allen. Uh, they'll be able to contain the running game of Antonio Gibson. I, and and I, feel, I feel like the Diggs will have another pick. I, and I feel like their offense will do enough. And I got the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I got them winning this game. I got them winning again 27-13. to 13. But, Justin, can Washington's D carry them to an upset win?
2: Didn't be tough. But the way that, you know, Dallas' last few weeks, they have not been able to get touched on. There's been mostly field goals in the red zone. You know, that's something that may not beat them this week but could beat them down the road the next couple of weeks. You know, Dak still just, for whatever reason, it really hasn't looked his best. I thought Dallas did a really good job running the football last week. I just, you know, Washington should get most of their team back off the COVID list, I would think, by Sunday night. So, you know, they should have some reinforcements up front on the defensive line, which I think could help. Because, you know, the first time Dallas did a pretty good job running the football against them. But I the way, you know, Dak has – the way Dak's kind of – been struggling it does worry me a bit like if if Washington get some pressure on him and make it uncomfortable back there I could see the cowboy or I could see him throwing a couple of picks in this game and keep him watching in this football game but the first time too it was you know Washington kind of was really getting dominated the first you know about three quarters of that game and Washington kind of you know made a comeback and tried to you know um i think at one point they did have a chance to tie it i believe in the fourth quarter but they never weren't able to capitalize off of it so yeah i see dallas being able to win this game i think washington's defense is gonna get healthy i just don't see them making enough stops and their offense doing enough to help them out in this game
1: hey i agree i agree we gotta get to xander's comment comment now also this this is not a biased take lol I think Dallas will have success against Arizona. Saw Detroit. Saw what Detroit did to them, and I'm almost sure with no D-hop, Dallas is just enough to pull out the dub. Yes, I, I think Dallas could definitely beat Arizona in a home in a home game without DeAndre Hopkins. I think they I think they could win that game. I, I, I'm probably not going to pick them to win the game, but I think they definitely could win that game. Dallas could very easily get that number two seed, and, and then though if they get the number two seed, they'll probably win. You know, they'll probably win their uh, their fir- their first playoff game. But I just don't again from what I've been seeing from Dallas recently, I just don't think this is a team that's going to make a huge run. That that offense still has to play better. And I know I'm, you know, I don't want to be hating because I'm a Giants fan and they beat my Giants last week, but everyone knew they were going to beat the Giants last week. There were just a couple plays in that game that draw to, to uh, the, that third down uh, draw to uh, Ezekiel Elliott, that play was a little, that play calls a little head scratching. And then, them not taking a timeout with 11 seconds to go to, you know, when it was 12 to three in the first half, they didn't take a timeout with 11 seconds to go to, you know, to try to extend the lead. I thought that was a little head scratching. And then the, and again, they have that, they, they got to stop having this one turnover with that, this one turnover in the fourth quarter when they're up by two scores, because they've had it the last two games. They had it in the Washington game. They had, it the, they had it against the Giants. If they do that in the playoffs, they do that against in Arizona, a Green Bay, a Tampa, or, 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 or the Rams, they're definitely going to lose.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, the last few weeks, it's kind of been, yeah, it's just they have not that uh, – with 11 seconds left, that was a weird. I just – they kind of just looked like, okay, we're not going to score. Let's just settle for three. I, Yeah, because it, you settle for three in the playoffs, you're not going to beat too many teams, you know? Um, you know, at that level. Yeah, you can beat – get away with it against the Giants. You're not going to get away with it against Arizona in that game, you know, if that would ever come up. But, yeah, I think we're in – it's kind of been – underwhelming, you know, and I know the constitution Or they beat Washington. Yeah. They beat the giants, but like, I got to see, you know, what's that going to look like against an Arizona. I know Arizona right now is really struggling and I know we'll, we'll get to them soon, but you know, I, I, cause I don't know what's wrong with that. Cause he's not up on the injury report. So, and if anything was wrong, they would have to put him up there because of the rules of the injury report. So I just don't know what's wrong. With them, yeah, some of the play calling hasn't been great. You know, it's just yeah, it's up two scores and they kinda just like it's like they kinda take their foot off the gas, I think, at times. And that's something when you do play in Arizona that can score quickly at Tampa Bay, a Green Bay, where some of the you know, where they you know, these offense have are electric. You take your foot off the gas and you're gonna you know, you're gonna blow a lead very quickly in this in this league. You you see it all the time, teams blowing two score games. So Yeah, I think for Dallas, it's kind of, you know, continue to put their foot on the throttle and they really haven't done that. It's been, you know, good for like two, three quarters and it's like a couple, yeah, the turnovers, you know, late up two scores, I think are are definitely going to be problematic for this team going forward.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if they could stay. Because the one uh, they positive on Sunday, though, is they did run the ball pretty well. The negative, though, was I mean, two of their touchdown drives were on short fields. I mean, it's just it's going to be it's hard to beat a good team because that defense is good. I think Michael Parsons had an outstanding year. I think that defense is good, but you've seen it against good quarterbacks. It struggled. It's it struggled against the Raiders. It struggled against you guys. It's it 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 struggled. The defense struggles against good quarterbacks. So I, I think that the I think that like i've said all, all all year long they're a good team i just don't feel like they're they're not going to be my favorite to go to the super bowl in the nfc and i think a big reason right now is because their offense has their, their their offense has not been as good as it was at the beginning of the season
2: no absolutely no it's and it's weird yeah because they finally got some of those weapons back and with all the guys they have you would think they should be lighting up the scoreboard like with how banged up the giants are uh, on both sides especially defensively you would think you know they they. Should be able to pull up some points against them especially what the Chargers did to the giants you know the week beforehand you know and it's they they, they kind of really they didn't really do it you know they had 328 yards of offense but yeah as you're saying they a couple of those touchdown giants are short fields and they capitalized off of that but most of their kind of drives are they started to kind of back you know in their own territory they settled for field goals and yeah, it's it's you're not going to beat the Bucks. You're not going to beat the te- you're not going to beat the top tier teams in the in the NFC, um, kicking field goals. And yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. Um, and, and yeah, for their you know gets some of the better, it, and yeah going up against some of those better quarterbacks of like Brady Rodgers. You know the secondary's been good. They've been in the right spot at the right time too. They've they've gotten some luck in that kind of spot there. Michael, you know, last week through those two horrible interceptions. Or he threw three, but two of them were, you know, just overthrow, and I think one o- underthrow. But yeah, you know, they. I think their secondary at times been and Parsons has been the rookie
1: defensive rookie of the year. He could probably even be up there for defensive player. Oh, of the I, year. Think I think he's. I think definitely like, up there for defensive player of the year. Sure. He's had he's had an outstanding year. He's the best player in that defense. Yeah. He is clearly the best player in that defense. He's much better than Trayvon Diggs. I think Diggs has a lot of picks, but he's, I think he's a little overrated. He gets burnt. He gets burnt at times. And Gregory and Lawrence and Lawrence is a good defensive. He's a good edge edge rusher. He's he, he's not in the class of TJ Watt. He's not in the TJ Watt and uh, Miles My, Garrett. He's not in that TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, or Nick Bosa class. He's not in that class. So Micah Parsons is clearly the best player on defense.
2: Oh, absolutely. He's you know he really has changed that defense around with the way his pass rush you know, the way he's been able and moving him around all year, what Dallas has done. Um, he, he's been great. Like, you know, he's been a huge part. And I think yet, yeah, you know, when Dallas keeps adding pieces, you know, they're, they're going to be fine defensively in the years to come. But yeah, you know, that defense in yeah, the big games, yeah, the Raiders torch them. They played pretty well against the Chiefs, but that's when they were still struggling again, like Teddy Bridgewater, tore them up, um, you know, Tampa played well against them. So, yeah, like that defense, you know, when they play the top-line quarterback, can they make enough stops for Dak? And right now, the way their offense is going, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. we got to stay in the NFC East, and we'll, and we'll talk about the Giants-Eagles game this week. And – I think the Eagles will definitely win this game. I think they'll control. They're, the key is they're going to control it on the ground. I feel like the Giants they'll compete in this game. They'll, they'll, they'll keep minute for maybe a half, but eventually the Eagles will run away with this. I think. I think the Giants. I think the Giants' offense is absolutely terrible, and it's going to be absolutely terrible again this week because we don't know who cares who plays quarterback Jacob Fromm. Or Mike Lennon. at this point just you might as well just start Jacob from right now see what you have at this point I mean Mike Leonard is absolutely terrible but I feel like this is going to be this is the Eagles are going to win it by two scores I got the Eagles 23 to 10 over the Giants this week but Justin can will will the will the short week cause the Eagles to get swept by the Giants
2: I don't think so. I got the Eagles 27 to 16. Uh, I I agree with you. Why don't you just start Jake front? I'm like that one drive. He did, you know, he didn't look horrible in that like two minute drive they had late in that game. He wasn't horrible. He was making some good throws. I mean, it was better than Glenn. I thought because it's like, you know, who knows maybe Jacob front has like a Mike white game from like, you know, back in October and he lights it up past like 400 passing yards. Like that probably won't happen, but you never know. Until And you kind of know what you're getting from Michael Lennon, so I'm with you. I think the Giants should start Jacob Fromm. As long as he's ready, he's got enough of the playbook, you know, feel comfortable enough. It seemed like he did last week. But, yeah, I think for this game, I think the Eagles are fine. I, I think Jalen Hurts, the way he played that first game, Jalen Hurts has been a guy that, you know, you know, after bad games or after, you know, something kind of happens, he battles back. And he's, you know, after that turnover last night, I thought he played really, really well after it. You know, I I think he looks for vengeance after that first game where he was horrible, probably the worst game of the season. I think he plays well. I think, you know, the Eagles run the ball effectively. I think when Jalen Hurts has to throw the ball, I think he, you know, I think he makes the throws. I think the Eagles play a lot better because they moved the ball the first time at the Giants. They just could not capitalize. They just kept chewing themselves in the foot when they got down towards the red zone. I think they moved the ball. I think the Giants do – play well for, like, a, yeah, I, as you said, like, for a half. I think they keep it interesting, but I think the Eagles will pull bit, pull away eventually. I think, you know, and, and them battling for a playoff spot, too. I don't really see the, the Eagles here kind of a letdown spot. I think they get their revenge this week and win the game at home.
1: Absolutely. And another story with the Giants this week, Daniel Jones is going to be shut down for the entire season. And I and Jordan Renan, I heard Jordan Renan said the Giants were in the playoff race. They wouldn't do this, but I, I think th- there's a good chance Daniel Jones. And we'll see what the new. Uh, hopefully, there's a new GM. We'll see what the new GM is, uh, wants to do. He, Daniel Jones. Obviously, he's lucky that you know the quarterback class is, is so bad this year. This has got to be the worst. You probably know how the last time the quarterback class has been this bad. I think it's the worst since I think 2000, the 2014 draft. This quarterback class is absolutely terrible. So I, I do think that, that that's the reason why uh, why why, why there's a good chance Daniel Jones will be back next year. And and uh, I, just hopefully, as a Giant fan, I hope that Judge and Gettleman are gone. We know Gettleman will probably be gone. We don't know about Judge. Looks like Judge is going to be back, which, is, yeah. which just shows you why the organization's disgrace. But you know, I, I think there's a good chance Daniel Jones will be, will, will be back next year, and it's pretty much going to be up to the. I mean, he'll be on the roster, but it's pretty much at this point, it's up to the up to the new GM to see what happens with Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And – what, it's been three, four years. You really, you still don't know what you really have in Daniel Jones. You haven't, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like you still, you still don't know what you have. You haven't seen him enough consistently. And then it's like that first game at Tampa Bay, he looked really good. And it's like, he really hasn't had another one of those performances where he's looked really, I guess he, you know, he hasn't had many of those performances. It's like, you still don't know what you have. And I think that's been the big problem. He's the guy that hasn't been able to stay on the field. Um, You don't want Russ. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. I wouldn't.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Russell Wilson in in the Big Apple. Listen, I I wouldn't at all. I think I I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I don't. But I just don't feel like. I, I know he wants to go there. I mean, I I wouldn't mind pulling the trigger. But obviously, it's gonna it's gonna take those two first round picks. I mean, but the but but the issue but the issue is 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 this team is this is this roster good enough for for this to be a Super Bowl contender with Russell Wilson? I think they would be, you know, maybe nine and eight, ten and seven, if they had Russell Wilson. I don't even know if they're better than the Cowboys, even if they have Russell Wilson. So, I I, I wouldn't mind Russell Wilson. I, I'm in the middle. I would. I haven't really. My I haven't. You know, I haven't really got thought about that yet. Would I want Russell Wilson, or do I want to commit to a full rebuild? I mean, that, that that's the thing. Here's the thing. If they if they bring Joe Judge back. In a way i would want them just to go after russell wilson because i feel like you know our gm is gonna is not we're not gonna have the best choice of a gm we're not gonna have the we're not gonna get a top candidate as a gm and he might screw up those top those top 10 picks so if, if russell if, if we somehow bring joe judge back i wouldn't mind just you know bringing russell wilson on because i feel like those top 10 picks will get screwed up by enough by up by a bad gm so I'm in the middle right now. I, I I'm not I, I'm not I'm not completely sure if I'd want Russell Wilson or not. I'm in the middle. I don't I know I'm not think I'm not feeling strongly either way, but it's definitely interesting to see it would definitely be interesting to see Russell Wilson in New York.
2: Yeah, it would. You know, yeah, I did I obviously would not make Giants a Super Bowl contender. It's definitely a little bit of an upgrade. For his weapons wise. But again, like, could these weapons stay healthy for him, or is it going to be that's like Seattle again? Yeah.
1: That's the problem. You know, because Barkley can't stay healthy. Galladay can't stay healthy. As we know, Shepherd's out for the year. The weapons can't stay healthy. What good are the weapons when they can't stay healthy?
2: Yeah. And that's, you know, when I guess you go back to Daniel Jones. It's like, how good can he be? None of his weapons are, I think it's what, like six plays all year they've been on the field together? Six plays. They spent all that money for that. And, um, and I think, you know, that's, it's been the problem. But offensive of line, it's, the Giants off in the line is probably uh, just a tad better than Seahawks. You know, is, so that would help. But, yeah, I don't think it makes him a Super Bowl contender. But, yeah, like if Joe Judge comes back, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. If it's a new GM, new head coach, I would think you probably want to try to rebuild. But then, yeah, the problem is there's just no quarterback that, you know. Matt Corral, I do like. He really cut down the interception number this year. But it's like he was running that high octane offensive style. and It's like. Could he go back to more of a pro style? But again, it depends on who the Giants offense coordinator is next year. So it really depends. You know, I think Corral's probably the top one. Maybe pick it too, but he's really had one good year at Pittsburgh. I mean, he was decent the first few, but like this year he really took off. So it's interesting. Um, I I would probably want Wilson, but then it's, you know, do you really want to, if you're going to, Rebuild you don't have to worry about getting a quarterback build the line nah.
1: Exactly yeah exactly exactly yeah if we're yeah if we're if we're getting Rid of Judge and, and Gettleman that definitely shows that we're rebuilding And we it would have to start right it would have definitely a great point by Xander have to start up front that 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 pick that top 10 pick that First one's got that first one's got to be a, a, a defensive a def, an edge rusher the second Pitch the, 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 those picks got to be an edge rusher and a tackle That's what they have to be unless there's a stud in a position it's got to be – an, and this draft doesn't have – and you probably know well this draft doesn't have a lot of studs in it, and it's going to have to be a, uh, an edge rusher and an offensive tackle. That's what it's going to have the, to be for the Giants.
2: It's a defensive uh, draft, which it's – you know, like those first few picks, Hamilton, Thibodeau, Hutchinson. You know, the t- first tackle I would – you know, I, Evan Neal, the guy at Bama, he could play – I think he's been mostly playing guard this year, but he could play a little bit – he could play – or no, he's been playing – um right tackle but i think he could play both tackle positions both guards and i think you even put a little center that's probably a guy you could play all over the offensive of line you would probably want defense i you know Tableau probably won't be there hutchison i'm trying to think of the third pass rusher that's available uh, i can't think of it right now but yeah i you know i think Evan Neal will be a great choice for that offensive of line you do go you do keep those two top 10 picks um but yeah you got to build that offensive of line i know that you know, you said it last week. That's what Geno wanted to do. They never did it. They could never find the right guys to be able to build that line with. You know, Soldier was just never helped. You know, Soldier just kind of lost it. The Purdue right kid, the
1: Purdue kid. That was oh, a, yeah. Tom he had Shays a last...
2: monster year.
1: Yeah, that was in Tom McShay's mock draft. Yeah, he, he had him going like number five all over the all of the Giants. I'd love to get the Purdue kid because you know Hutchinson and Thibodeau will be off the board. You know that. Yeah. You know Thibodeau and Hutchinson will be off the board. They'll probably go to the. They'll probably go to the Texans and the Lions. So. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I would love to have the Purdue kid on, on, on our way. Yeah. Put put him with with Ojolari and the way Roche Rochet's been playing well. So put have that combination together. We'd have a good pass rush if they if they would do that.
2: Yeah, they would. You know, you get yeah, you get healthy. Um, you, you definitely would Williams. You don't want Evan Neal. The rumors he pushes 400 pounds in the office. Really?
0: <clears throat>
2: Did not know that. Maybe not. Then I like the versatility of him, but yeah, they, that they, you know that's. It's a little light there for more of a lineman. Uh or I mean that's yeah, that's heavy. The weight size, that's that's heavy. I'm surprised it's Saban. They, they let that go. But yeah, that kid from uh Purdue, George uh Um George, I can't even say his last name. It's like Carlipasis. Yeah, he's not, He's a he's been good for Purdue this year. But um, yeah, we'll see what the Giants do. I just um you know, he, he's probably gonna be on that, he probably be right around there. Um but yeah that because it's like you know the defense yeah, was such a kind of a letdown this year for Giants. I know kinda of it's been guys have been kind of banged up all year for the and they you guys have lost a lot, but if you didn't get everything pretty healthy and that Giants returns of last year, you had another pass rusher yeah that that defense' will keep you in a lot of games, and I think that's kind of what we thought was going to happen this year, and it just had not materialized all year for them
1: oh absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. But we got to get to your team, and they got a huge, huge game on Sunday as as your team Uh, has a a rematch with the Buffalo Bills. I think the winner of this game wins the AFC East. Obviously, if the Patriots win, they clinch the division because they'll have a two game lead. I, I, I don't uh i think miami would have to lose too i think they uh, the patriots would win and then i think miami would have to lose for that for the patriots to come to the division yeah because if miami wins out and I mean, the patriots this, lose the final two games but pretty much because the patriots have jacksonville the next week yeah if the winner the winner the, the patriots win this game they pretty much win the afc east so i mean i think the winner of this game wins the division if you look at Buffalo's schedule they got atlanta at home and then they got the jets at home so they should they sh- end up winning the division so whoever wins this game i feel like wins the division and i think this is a this is a a close competitive game uh between these two teams i did like buffalo trying to run the ball a little bit last week uh the the big thing the big key of this game is is damian harris gonna play because if damian harris plays i feel like the patriots could have a lot of success against buffalo but if he doesn't i think i think they're gonna contain that running game and you saw last week mac jones was decent he played well and he played really well in the fourth quarter but he was absolutely terrible for the first three quarters and I think this is a close competitive game. I think both teams force a turnover uh, each way, but I think it comes right down to the end, but I'm going to go with the better quarterback and I'm going to go with the, with the team with the better quarterback to pull the upset. And I'm going with the bills to move back into first place in the AFC East. And I got them beating the Patriots 23 to 20, but Justin can the Pats bounce back this week and, and get a sweep of the bills.
2: I think they do. I think the Pats, I got them 24 to 21 this week. Um, Damon Harris did return to practice today. But Ramondre Stevenson was absent, and it's unclear why he's absent. So, we may we may gain one running back, lose another. And I think J.J. Taylor is off the COVID list today. So, they get him back for Sunday. So, uh, probably going to be a little short again for the Patriots at running back. But, yeah, I think the Patriots this week, like, you know, the Bills did not see any of their passing attack two weeks ago, you know, which I think could be advanced advantage for them. And, yeah, Mac played well, you know, in that fourth quarter. I'd probably put him – Fourth on the list of concerns after that game because dumb penalties. That's their third, you know, third pump block of the of the season, which is very strange for Bill Belichick coach team. You know, the penalties are weird and, and the rush defense was just horrendous. Dante Hightower. He hasn't been great all year, but the Colts made sure to expose him Sunday or Saturday night, and they did, especially that last run there. Um but I think the Pages defense. Because Josh Allen played pretty well against a lot of his own coverages. That's what I'm kind of worried about. The Patriots did a good job, though, when they got to the red zone. They kind of kept them out, kept them out of the red zone, or end zone. And I want to see, you know, they got to test, um, test Josh Allen's foot, that, that foot sprain he's got right now. They got to test that thing early, get past, you know, get after him, um, you know, quick. I think they got to get out to lead. You know, hopefully I, I did have a bad feeling after Harris went down or when I saw he was not going to play in this game. I did get, you know didn't feel great anymore. Doug Stevenson, you know, played well, but again, yeah, they got behind. I'm hoping that one bad game that Mac had kind of out of his system now and he plays better and bounces back this week. I think at home, I think Mac Jones plays well enough this week. I think they do run the ball effectively enough. I think they keep Josh Allen and the Bills off the field long enough and they take this game and, you know, inch closer to clinching the AFC East title.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, you gotta, we got a comment. Who's your MVP so far? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll do that after we talk about the Patriots game. But yeah, I mean, pretty much the key to the Patriots in this game is obviously, you know, doing what they did last time, running the football. They're not going to be able to do, they're not going to be able to throw the ball three times. And the weather's yeah. going to be a lot better in New England than it was that night in Buffalo. So they can't really throw the ball three times and expect to win. But, you know, running the football, getting pressure. I think on a big loss could be uh, Deion Dawkins. If Deion Dawkins not playing could be a really big loss because Matt Judon could have a big game too. So and Cole Beasley's not playing either. So that will force Gabriel Davis. So I don't know if I mean I'm not sure if Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back either. So and you know that Bill's going to put is going to contain us. Uh, uh, Stephon Diggs. Jared has 19 to 10 Buffalo. Very, very interesting if Damian Harris doesn't play, that could happen. Because yeah. Mac yeah, Jones, great. you know, the pressure might get to Mac Jones playing in a big game like this. And he might turn the ball over a couple of times. So I could see nineteen to ten Buffalo if Damian Harris doesn't play.
2: Yeah, I could, you know, cause it, I, cause now it sounds like Steve, well, Steven's out of practice. I don't know if it's just today he's out, but it doesn't sound like anybody kind of knows yet. So that would mean it would be down to JJ Taylor from Arizona. We'd have or him and Brandon Bolden. So yeah, I, if that's the case, I, I'm really worried if I'm hoping it's Harris Harris, I heard was back today. He was running, he was in drills and I guess he was fired up, you know, um, you know, into it. So it sounds like he's going to play, but I thought that last week I heard too, he was going to play and he, he didn't. So if he doesn't, yeah. Then I, then I worry. And I think, yeah, the, the Patriots are going to have a really rough time once again, moving the football. Cause yeah, they didn't really do much until that fourth quarter Carson once kind of helped them out last week, but I could, I could see, you know, I would hope they score a little bit more than 10 without Harris, but you know, I, I hope Mac played better, but again, I don't, they're, they don't. They won't have success if Mac Jones has to drop back 30, fifty, you know, thirty-five to forty times this game. I just can't see it happening.
1: And here's here's Sanders' comment. I don't care if the Pats make the playoffs. Uh, I, I just don't think they will get the one seed. Yeah, because they're they're the they're, the they're Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I don't know.
2: Games. I don't.
1: The Chiefs could lose a game. You know, here on out, you never know. I mean, they don't think well, they'll lose to the Steelers or the Broncos. They do play at the Bengals, so. Uh, we'll, we'll well, yeah, well now
2: they Kelsey and Hill are COVID. I forgot about that. Yeah, they, they, yeah you they never know. Solve. You never know. It's it's, you know. Still,
1: it, it's it's still close between those two teams. I mean, it's still really close. But yeah, yeah, they said, uh, I I don't care. Xander says, you know, I don't care if they make the playoffs. I just hope they don't get the one seed. Yeah, yeah because if they get the one seed, their chance is definitely increasing on getting to the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I see. Xander, you don't want a uh, Pats Tampa Bay uh, Super Bowl here? That's why. I just I want to see that. I want to see Bill, <laughs> Bill versus oh, Brady in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, God. Uh, uh, uh,
1: we'll, no, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Bill against Brady in the Super Bowl. I, I, I just don't want to see the Pats in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl again. I, I'm I'm sick of seeing them in the Super Bowl.
2: No, I, I if we're going, I want, you know, I want uh, Brady. If Brady's going to be in the Super Bowl, I, I want to, you know, I want the Patriots there, too, you know. Want to want to join them, but um, uh, yeah, I I think with the way the Chiefs are playing, it's gonna be tough. But if COVID, it, that could uh, okay, Pat, Pat's I, would Cow, I love We match Cowboy, the Cowboys. I, I would, yeah, oh yeah, a yeah, the Cowboys. yeah, yeah. Battle for <laughs> <a real America's laughs> team.
1: I, I, I I don't see I, honestly at this point. I don't see either of those teams get to the Super Bowl, but no. you have to say they're both contenders to get to the Super Bowl, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are. That probably be one of the most most watched Super Bowls. As well, probably with the you know Pat, Pat's uh, Bucks and Pat's uh, Cowboys be one of the highest rated Super Bowls ever. Yeah, you know I I would love to see the Pat's get that one seed. I just I don't know. I kind of I don't I'm not there right. Especially the way Dolphins are playing, that's not going to be easy either. Like I, I am a little bit worried of that Dolphins game too right now. The, you know, defensively the way the Dolphins are playing, the Chiefs have been on fire. Yeah, the Cincinnati may be tough next week. Denver could be so bad for one correspondent. Like they could, you know, it's. Going to Denver the final week of the year, so I guess it's not finalized yet that Casey's going to have that one seed. But yeah, hey, I, I I don't know. I, I think the Patriots blew their chance shot last week, and I think it's going to be a problem because I think conference will because I think in tiebreaker right now the Patriots seven to two conference the Chiefs are only five and four, so the Patriots will get the tiebreaker. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of worried this Sunday and even the Dolphins, so. I could see us losing at least one more. I don't know. I can't see the Chiefs losing two more unless they really get ravaged by COVID here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It should be interesting to see who winds up. I think it's going to be the Chiefs, but if the Patriots do win Sunday, they do definitely have a shot at the one seed.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah, they get they gotta gotta win this week and just kind of let it all play out.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll go to the Thursday night game between the Titans and the 40. never we get to our best bet, we'll go to the Thursday night game between the Titans and the 49ers. And no, no, we'll get to the MVP conversation after this game. And I think this game is going to be a really low scoring game. I think the Titans, one thing they do really well this year is they stop the run. Their run defense has been really good. So I think they'll contain the running game of the 49ers, maybe force a turnover from Garoppolo. But the problem with the Titans is their offense is absolutely terrible without Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. And they're not going to be back this week. Their offense is just so inept right now. Where I see the 49ers winning on Thursday night and get to nine and six, and I see him winning it by a field goal. I got the Niners, nineteen to sixteen. But Justin, can the Titans defense carry them to their tenth win?
2: You know, they're gonna have to with that's with everybody out once again. I have the Niners in this one, uh twenty four to sixteen. You know, can Jimmy you know, Jimmy G protects the football or doesn't protect the football or I mean he throws a pick. In games he's thrown a pick this year, they're one and three. He's gotta, you know, Titans that's kind of the one way they have to win football games right now. Their defense got to force turnovers. You know, Jimmy G cannot do that. And I think if the Niners can get a lead the way they run the football, I think it's would be a huge advantage for them. Um, so that's really been their bread and butter. They've really been able to get back to that the last couple weeks. I love that they're bringing Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's been I, – I Debo the way Samuel's
1: they, been playing great. Debo Samuel's been playing
2: outstanding. Yeah, they've been handing him off. You're handing the ball off to him, just letting him get in space because, you know, he was electric at South Carolina because he was your, you know, kick returner there. Uh, I think there was one game he had like two kick returns for a touchdown. Like, you know, he, he's explosive when he gets out in the space. So I like how they've been kind of incorporating him, especially when it, you know do struggle to throw the football at times with Jimmy G. Um, I think it's going to be a t- tough one for the Titans. Yeah, you know, have him in a cup. That's a nice wide receiver, a duo there for your fantasy, Sander. Um, two have been have a big couple of weeks, especially Cooper all year. But I, I see the Titans, you know, struggling just because I I think they're often turns the ball over a few times. I think the Niners work with the short field. I think Jimmy G does protect the football enough in this game where it doesn't, you know, affect the Niners. And I think, you know, the Titans are going to struggle, you know, offensively in this game. I think their defense plays well, but I just don't think it's well enough to not to um, knock off the 49ers on
1: Thursday. Yeah, it should be interesting. So now Xander put up a comment about our MVP right now. And my MVP right now is Aaron Rodgers. I think it's Aaron Rodgers because all the guys that that uh, they've had out, they've had you know Zedarius Smith out, they've had Jari Alexander out, they've had David Bautier out. They've had key guys, key guys out for them, key guys out, and they're and they're still and they're still eleven and three. So uh, my MVP right now is Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, I go with Rodgers too. Um, Thirty touchdowns, four INTs this year. Yeah, they right now the best record in the in National Football League too yeah you know he said all those injuries you know it's been you know um they really have been able to kind of bounce back from it it really hasn't bothered them too much and again like Rodgers plays that game in Kansas City they're probably 12 and 12 and 2 right now too so they you know had nice comfortable lead right there for that one seed but yeah um Rodgers he's been fantastic this year you know and again it's you know um kind of Adams and they don't really have another number two guy and and, you know, it's it's still been impressive, especially the last few weeks. Their def- defensive special teams have not been good. Their offense has kind of been able to um, overcome that and be able to hope enough points for them to, to win football games. So, yeah, right now I had, do have to go with Aaron Rodgers. Brady's a close second. I would love to say Cooper Cup too, but, like, I, I just know it's not going to him because Cooper Cup's had an unbelievable season. But right now I I, I do have to give it to Aaron Rodgers
1: yeah yeah i, I think you definitely go i, I think i give it to rogers i absolutely give it to rogers and we got another comment from xander joe jj and myself in the final four of our fantasy league yeah How, how'd you do in that league i i'm i'm six and nine i'm six and nine right now
2: I I eliminate i gotta i was i the six i think i was the six seed, six or seven seed yeah i believe i had another one so i i can't remember but yeah i i think i yeah, i remember I, I was losing that uh-huh. one um so, yeah, I hung in there for a while. I think I went on a run after a rough start, and I kind of got my way back into playoff contention, but didn't do enough there.
1: Nice, 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 nice. So let's go to our best bets this week, and uh, and um, mine are uh, my my first one is the uh, Ravens. I got the Ravens uh, covering the two and a half against the Bengals. I think you know with with Lamar, with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. I think they they beat Joe Burt. They beat uh, Zach Taylor. I think the the uh, the 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 Bengals won last week, but they they won because they had the better quarterback this week. They 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 won't and I why I got that's why I got the Bengals covering, uh, I got the uh, Bills uh, two and a half against the Patriots. I like the Bills getting points in that game. I think the Bills you know have the better quarterback. I think it's it's going to be a it's going to be a really close game. And I got the Bills covering there and then the Colts against the Cardinals. I uh, that's that's one of the Christmas night games. I think the way Jonathan Taylor's playing and with the Cardinals without the Andre Hopkins, I think they win and cover in that game. Justin, your best bets.
2: Yeah, I'll start with the one of my Christmas Day ones. I got the Cleveland Browns eight and a half against the Green Bay Packers. I think this sets up great for the Browns. I think the way their def, you know, their defense can play well enough. I think the way they run with Nick Chubb, I think, you, could, you know, he, they can give it to him at least 20 times in that game. They keep it close. The way Green Bay, the special team, the defense playing, I think Cleveland, I keep, you know, I think Cleveland can stay with them, with the Packers in this game. Um, I think, you know, by the way they run the football, you know, I think Baker makes a couple plays in this one. They kind of keep the Browns close. And because, you know, Tyler Huntley, you know, kind of moved up and down the field against him. I think Baker, as long as he's back and healthy, which he should, I think they they go. You know, they can go to Green Bay and keep that game close. Then I'm with you. I get the Colts at plus one in this game. I can we? I think you're back on with me here. Of Cliff it's is just is a horrendous coach. Um, I don't think he's a
1: horrendous coach. I think he's a little overrated. Yeah, he did not have his team prepared to play in Detroit last week. I'll give you that.
2: No, they did not. And they a lot of the same problems there that. He's been having over the last few years. And then I do have the Chargers. I know kind of some COVID stuff, but still, I don't see how the. As long as Justin Herbert plays and they have their weapons, I know Eckler may not play in the game, but I don't see the Texans making many stops in this game. And I think that. And I see the Texans getting down by a score or two, and they just abandoned the run game whatsoever. And the Chargers shut them down enough. So it's probably a little risky, but I'll go with the Chargers minus nine coming off a loss too, still battling playoffs, I think the Chargers blow out Houston on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, though. I mean, they have, they have a lot of the Chargers have a lot of guys. Uh, they have a lot of guys out due yeah. to COVID, so we'll see. I think that game's gonna be a little bit closer than people think, but. We'll get into the games. We'll get into the Christmas night game. This was one of your best bets. You had the Browns covering in this game, uh, but for me, I got I got the uh, I got the Packers winning. I got them winning. I got them winning big. I, I think that uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers have a good game against the Browns defense, and I think the Packers defense will have a good game against Baker Mayfield. And I think they'll contain Nick Chubb. I got the Packers going to twelve and three, and I got them winning. I got them winning twenty seven to ten over the Browns. But Justin, you think this game's gonna be closer than people think?
2: Yeah, I like. Yeah, I think Cleveland runs the football. You know, well, you know, I just I haven't liked the Packers the way they've been playing the last few weeks offensively. You know, even special teams. I think Cleveland can make a play in the special teams that keep this key that keeps this game interesting. Um, you know, I know the the Packers think their last four games they scored at least thirty points, but I think you know the Browns. I know they still have to leap what like three or fourteenth in the playoffs. I know there's still a chance here that they can get in. So I think the Browns come out here play hard. They should be healthy enough. I think Baker makes some plays again. He may make a stake or two, but I think Nick Chubb runs the f- football effectively enough in this game, and they do keep it interesting. I, you know, I'll I'll, I'll take the point to, with Cleveland at at um, eight and a half. I, I think I do think the I think this is built kind of for Cleveland. Go up to Lambeau in, in late December and be able to run the football and keep this game close. So I think they'll you know, teeth this thing in in one uh, one possession game.
1: We have, obviously, another, the other Christmas night game with the Colts at the Cardinals. And this and this should be this should be an interesting game between these two teams. But we, this was both of our best bets. We both have the Colts covering. I think the biggest reason we both have them covering is because of Jonathan Taylor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I got yeah, Jonathan Taylor. I think he has another big game. Um, he's another one that should be up there, MVP. I know he's not going to win it, but he's been 17 rushing touchdowns on the year. He's been great. Um, yeah, you know, this Arizona defense is boom or bust. Again, Jared Goff tore him up through year last week, Craig Reynolds ran all over on, Um, yeah, you know, bad clock management by Cliff doesn't trust his offensive line. And, you know, play calling was, I thought, you know, was horrible. I thought they, you know, they got down and they kept trying to throw the football for most of that game. Um, I have to go against Cliff Finberry as much as possible now. So I got the Colts 20 to 23 going on the road and knocking off Arizona. I think there's something wrong. They, they've lost, you know, for the last seven games now, they're just, they're not, they're not playing well at all. And, I and you that saw that, and,
1: and you saw that this last year. They, they, they started off really, they started off five and two and they ended up going eight and eight. So you saw this last year. Cliff Kingsbury's teams have, have, have not played well in the second half of the year. I think they get figured out. I think that, that's, that, that's, that's
2: yeah. the thing. They, they, Texas Tech, and I know someone's not confident, but they'd always start five and two, something like that. They'd finish six and six, seven and five, you know, five and seven. Like they, they, you know, When they got them in October, it was like you could kind of bet on Texas Tech to, you know, to kind of fall out there and, you know, to go 500 every year. So yeah, it's it's been the same story too at Texas Tech. It's just yeah, you kind of figure them out. It just and I just don't. I think he's a great offense coordinator. I just don't think the rest of it. He's really any good at.
1: Yeah, 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 we'll see, we'll see. I think he's done a good job this year. I disagree with you there. I think he's done a good job, but he's not done a great job, and and, and I think he might be getting exposed. I'm starting to get that feeling.
2: Yeah, I, I think so too. Detroit puts up 30, and they absolutely dominated you. That that can't happen. That absolutely cannot happen. That was horrible Sunday. You come off a loss too. I I I, I don't know. I again, I just can't trust this guy. That 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 was horrible. You got absolutely. I don't. Know. I, I. I don't know. You know. Yeah. They. You know. Dan Campbell absolutely did. Did expose him last week, and even McVeigh two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So we got we go to the Sunday slate, and we got a big matchup in Minnesota as the Rams travel up to Minnesota to face the Vikings. And uh, I think this is going to be a close, competitive game. I think the Rams' defense will struggle a little bit being on a short week. I think Dalvin Cook will have a good game on the ground. I think Jefferson over a good game through the air. But uh, but I do think Stafford moves the ball too against the against the Vikings' defense. I think this is a close, competitive game at the end. But I don't think Kirk Cousins gets it done. And I got the Rams going to eleven and four, beating the Vikings twenty six to twenty. But Justin, can Cousins keep up with Stafford and help get the Vikings their third straight win?
2: I think it's very possible in this game, but you know, coming off a short week for the Rams, yeah, but I do have LA win this game twenty seven to twenty. You know, I think it, with um, LA, you know, I think if Minnesota can run the football. Low enough, I think they do have a good chance. I know Dillon could be back. He's still kind of questionable, but I think that obviously would be a huge lift for him. If they can get him back with Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, the Vikings, you know, this week, you know, I, I tell you it's the Bears. Their offense was not great at all. They, they they, they you know, they, they struggled. I know the Bears' defense is pretty good. I just, you know, I, I think the Rams could get some pressure on, on Cousins, and if they can make him uncomfortable, Cutman's been good of not turning the football over this year. I could see him throwing a pick or two in this game with the Rams' um, defense, but I, I think you know, on the other side, I just with Minnesota's defense, I just don't see um, them stopping Stafford enough. And you know, and I hit my last point with the or with the Vikings here. I just saw too, like with how banged up the, the Bears were in the secondary, they were pulling guys off the street. It felt like on Monday. They really didn't expose that secondary. That's why I just don't. I just can't see them, you know, being able to pull up enough points this week against the, uh, the Rams on Sunday.
1: We have a big, big AFC North matchup in Cincinnati as the Ravens travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. We don't know yet if Lamar Jackson is going to play, but I do feel like if he does, I feel like, and I do feel like the Ravens, even if he's banged up in this game, they probably have to play him now. I think you know the, you, you rested him last week. I feel like if you're the Ravens, you got to play him in this game. Uh, I mean, I know Tyler Huntley pl- played well, but I feel like you got to play Lamar Jackson in this game. I think that I, I do think the Ravens, if Jackson plays, I think they do move the ball. I think Mark Andrews has a big game against this uh, against this Bengals defense. I think both quarterbacks turn the ball over uh, each way, but I know. And I, but I do think the advantages for the Ravens defense without their corners, they're going to play a little bit more zone coverage in this game. Because I remember. Back in the week seven matchup, they played a ton of man coverage, and uh, Merlin Humphrey got destroyed by Jamar Chase. I think they'll play a little bit more zone coverage this game, and maybe fourth turnover uh, from Joe Burrow. I think this is a close, competitive game, but I'm going Ravens 28 to 24 over the Bengals. But Justin, can Joe Burrow uh, have another big game against the Ravens and help the Bang and put the Bengals in the driver's seat in the AFC North?
2: Yeah, I have the Bengals, 23-21. I can't figure out the Bengals. Every time I pick against them, they win. Every time I pick them, they lose. So, maybe my luck turns this week. Um, But, yeah, I think Burrow plays well enough against this Ravens secondary that, yeah, just has so many, you know, pieces that are out right now. You know, I like – you know, the Bengals average eight yards a play last time against them when they won, like, 41 to 17. I don't think that happens again. It's tough to do. You know, yeah, Jamar Chase destroyed them. And last week, you know, he last few weeks like throughout the last four games he really hasn't been able to get going too much so they can kind of keep continue to you know kind of slow down chase I think the the Ravens do have a chance I think yeah the Ravens are you know big game for him here but I do like I you know I think the Bengals kind of you know last week I even though I think Broncos kind of blew it there they had a chance to tie it the goal line and you know they they didn't you know they couldn't get a touchdown towards the end there but um I think Joe Joe Mixon runs the ball well enough. I think Joe Burrow makes enough plays in this game. They're at home. I'll take the Bengals to win this game. Um, twenty three to twenty one.
1: NFC South matchup in Carolina, and the banged up Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel up to up to Charlotte to face the Panthers. And I think this game's going to be competitive for a little while. I think it's going to be competitive for a half. I think Brady's going to struggle against this Panthers defense, which is good against the pass, and they're not great against the run. But they're not. They're going to have Ronald Jones, not Leonard Fournette. So I think Brady's going to struggle a little bit in the first half. But in the second half, the Bucs will pull away. The Panthers quarterback situation is absolutely is, the Panthers quarterback situation is terrible, and that's why I got the Bucs going to eleven and four, winning this game twenty four to thirteen over the Panthers. But Justin, can the Bucks injuries cause them to lose their second in a row?
2: No, I can't see it happening. I got the Bucks same score to do twenty four to thirteen. Um, yeah, I think for for a half this thing could be close, but yeah, with how bad the um, Panthers' yeah offenses with their quarterback situation, I just can't see the Panthers moving the ball enough. I think like the Bucks defense caused a couple of turnovers. I think Brady kind of figures out what he's got. You know, towards the second half, I think he played better. You know, Godwin's been getting a you know, it's like 30% of the targets this year. So that's been his main guy. So, yeah, I think, you know, it could hurt. But as we mentioned kind of before, with the Panthers twice here and the Jets next week, I don't think it's really going to concern them too much. I think Brady kind of, you know, Brady, Brady Brady managed, you know, to kind of when he's had lesser receivers to still kind of figure out ways to score points. I don't think it's any different this week against the Carolina Panthers, and I do have the Bucks pulling away. In the second half, twenty four thirteen over the Panthers on Sunday.
1: AFC matchup down in Houston as the Chargers face the Texans. And the Chargers gonna be without a lot of. I think they're gonna be with a lot of guys due, due to COVID protocols. I think they could be about uh, Joey Bosa and Austin Eckler. Uh, I think that's why I think this game's close and competitive. And that's why I got the Chargers winning close twenty four seventeen. But Justin, will all the key guy, will a couple of the key guys that are out for the Chargers cause the Texans uh, cause them to drop this game?
2: No, I, I think coming off a loss, I think they're motivated to come out. I got the Chargers 35 to 21. I think they should be okay. As long as, as long as they have Herbert, I know no Eckler, no Boza. But, you know, I think Davis Mills been playing better, you know, the last couple of weeks here. But I think the Chargers shut down the passing game enough. I, you know, I just – I think the Texans fall behind. I just see them trying to throw the football catching up instead of trying to run the football in, the, in this game. And I think the Chargers – or, you know, last week I know they kind of struggled, you know, especially, well, against the Chiefs they struggled. I don't see Davis most kind of lighting him up in this game. And I, I see, you know, as long as he's got his receivers, Herbert, I, I see them putting up a lot of points in this game. And I shouldn't be a problem, but I, I, I could see it. But um, I'm not really high on David Coley too. I think some of his game management has not been good either. And I think Chargers could score like a late one on him and win by two scores
1: we got an NFC matchup down in Atlanta as the lions traveled to Atlanta to face the Falcons. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to have Jared Goff due to COVID protocols this week. So I think, but I do think it's going to be a close competitive game regardless, uh, but I think it's going to be close at the end. And I think Matt Ryan's going to lead them to a game winning gr- drive. That's why I get the Falcons 26, 23 over the lions, but Justin can the lions win their second in a row and end the Falcons playoff hopes.
2: Yeah, I get the line 23 to 20. Um, You know, yeah, I don't know if they'll have golf or not, but I thought he played well last week. You know, Craig Reynolds has been fielding really nicely for DeAndre Swift the last couple weeks around the football. You know, they just – they continue to play hard week in and week out, the Lions. Again, I don't see Atlanta doing that at all this week. I, you know, yeah, I could see Pitts having a nice game. But I I see Detroit continue to fight, and I, I do think they go on the road to win. Yeah, if it's Tim Boyle playing, I you know, may have to go with the Falcons here. Maybe I still wouldn't be very confident in them. I'll take the line again. They're two eleven and one, but they're like nine five against the spread this year, which is crazy. It just kind of shows you the fight that they've had for Dan Campbell. I think they're the. I think they. think they play well. Atlanta hasn't won a home game yet this year. They were not good last week at, in San Francisco. So I'll take the. I'll take the line to go on the road once again and find a way to win.
1: We got an AFC matchup up at the at the at the Meadowlands as the Jaguars face the Jets, and I got the Jets win. These are two terrible teams, unfortunately. Robert Sala just tested positive for COVID. I don't think he's going to coach the game, but I we got the jet. I got the Jets winning it close over the Jaguars. Justin, who do you got?
2: Yeah, I got the Jets two twenty to sixteen. I think I Wilson again played a good first half last week against the Dolphins. You know, I think the Jaguars' defense hasn't been horrendous. I think they've kind of done what they've had to do at times, but. I, I think Wilson plays well enough in this game. Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown of its last seven games, too, which is insane. I can't see the, um, the Jags. I know the Jets' defense stinks, but the Jags' offense, too, has not gotten any better. Um, I can see maybe James Robinson having a big day on the ground. Maybe that does carry him to win, but I got to take the Jets right now, and I have them winning at home 2016.
1: Got the Bears traveling to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And I think this is, I think they, the Seahawks bounce back this week. Wilson has a big game. Uh, he has a big game this week. The Seahawks bounce back. And the Bears are just, they're counting down the days until they have a new coach. I got the Seahawks 31 17. Justin, who do you got? I hit
2: Seattle 24 17. I think Bears keep it close. I think their defense gets after Russell Wilson in this game. They keep it close. You know, I love their pass rush that the Bears still have. I think Seattle gets after Justin Fields too. Fields, too. I just, you know, he's like like Lawrence or right now. I just haven't seen too much development for him. That's why I, I, you got to go get a new coach because I know they don't have a ton of weapon, weapons around him. but, you know, I haven't seen him really developing either. Yeah, I think Seattle finds a way to win it. I do worry that their season's kind of, for the Seahawks, it's kind of over now, and do they move on? Maybe the Bears come in here and fight, but I, I'm with you. I can't see it. I think they keep it close. I think the defense keeps them in it, but I, I, I see Seattle finding a way to pull out this one
1: all righty we go to the four o'clock we go oh no that was a four o'clock game we go to the big games in the four o'clock window and uh, we got the steelers heading to kansas city to face the chiefs we know kelsey and hill are now in COVID protocols they might not play but I feel like the Steelers have had trouble stopping the run all year long, so I think the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball uh, on the ground. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a is still going to have a really good game too. And I think on defense, the, the Steelers' offense just isn't good at all. I mean, the, I mean they, they've won games because of their coaching and their defense. They pulled out some of these close wins against the again last week against the Titans. They pulled out that close win against the Ravens. They pulled out that close win earlier in the year against the Seahawks. But a big reason they're doing it is because they're coaching their defense. And I think this is going to be a I think it's going to be a game where the Chiefs win it. They win it by two scores. I got the Chiefs going to eleven and four, beating the Steelers twenty to seven, twenty seven seventeen. But Justin, can the Steelers defense contain Big Ben and pull the upset? No, I no, mean, the Steelers defense contain me, Mahomes and pull the upset. Mahomes.
2: Yeah, uh, again, if TJ Watt can be a game record, then yeah, I think they have a very likely chance. I just don't. I can't see it happening right now. I got the Chiefs twenty to fourteen at home. You know their offense last week was. Good, especially in the fourth quarter. The first three, they, you know, I think they only had one three and out. They had a fumble, but like they were moving the ball up and down the field. They got a couple field goals. Um, you know, scored the two touch, you know, they scored a two touchdowns, you know, earlier in the game as well as only two in the fourth quarter. So I think the Chiefs kind of figured some things out last week. I they look really good. You know, they, they, you know, they, the Steelers can get a lot of pass rush on them and really make Mahomes uncomfortable. They don't give them a lot of time to throw the football. I think the Steelers definitely can keep this thing interesting. But, yeah, I, I, you know, as you said, they have not stopped the run well all year. So, if, you know, they do get a pass rush on them, then I, I see Clyde Edwards-Alaire having a big game on the ground or, or Williams. And I see I see the Chiefs kind of doing it on the ground in this game. So, I, I think, you know, dealers definitely have the talent defensively. But I think, you know, the Chiefs can either run the ball if there's – some if they're if they're slowing down the passing game, and I don't think they'll you know they'll be able to slow down much of the running game in this game. So I'll take the Chiefs to one by two scores.
1: We got a big AFC West matchup in Vegas as the Broncos head to Vegas to face the Raiders. And I think this game is close. It's competitive, but I'm gonna go with the team with the better quarterback and I'm gonna go with Derek Carr. I think this game is close at the end, and I think that Raiders defense makes a stop because I don't trust uh, Drew Locke against this Raiders defense. I think he's gonna turn the ball over a couple times. I am I'm going with the quarterback that's gonna make less mistakes, and I'm going with the Raiders to win their second in a row and to stay in playoff contention and, and win it twenty four to nineteen. But Justin can the Broncos defense have a big game and keep them in playoff contention?
2: I think so. I got the Broncos going on the road 21-17, win this one. Uh, I just – I don't know how hard the Raiders are fighting. I know they won Monday night against the Brown. Maybe it does kind of give them a lift, but my brother was telling me the other day one of their rookies was calling out the team for the way they've been practicing. I forget which rookie it was. So, I, again, I just don't know how hard they're fighting for their coach right now. I don't know how they're – you know – I know that everything they've had to deal with, I think they know that this is probably not going to be their next head coach. So I don't, you know, I, I think Denver, even though it's probably going to be Drew Locke in this game, I think they do enough. Again, I the, I thought the first time around Denver's defense, they just could not, I think they'll have a much better game plan because they just could not stop the deep routes. Ruggs had a big game. He had three catches for, or four catches for 93 yards. Waller had five catches. He may not be available in this game either. You know, it, I could see Zay Jones having a big game, if Denver tries to defend them the same way they did the first time. And I think they do kind of keep try to keep Hunter Renfro in check. He's been having a huge couple of weeks here. I think the Denver's defense shuts them down. I think they get a pass rush on their car, and Denver finds a way to win this game and stays in playoff contention.
1: Big Monday night game between the Dolphins and the Saints. The Dolphins are red hot right now, the hottest team in the league. One of the hottest teams in the league. They've won six in a row. They're seven and seven. Started one and seven. Now they're seven and seven. The Saints are now seven and seven as well. And I think this is another really, really close game between these two teams. But I'm going to go with the team with the better defense and the better coach. And I got the Saints going to eight and seven, beating the Dolphins 19 to 17. But, Justin, can the Dolphins, care, can the Dolphins defense carry them to their seventh consecutive win?
2: It's very possible. But I have the Saints at home, 2013 – I don't know if, you know, I guess you could see a letdown spot, but this late in the year, I just can't really see that happening for, um, for a team. So I, and especially for a Sean Payne coach team, I think they're you know, um, I think for the Dolphins, the last six games, they've only given up 12 points a game. They forced 11 turnovers. Um, if, if they can continue to try to, you know, get pressure, especially on Taysom Hill, if they can get a lot of pressure on them, again, their thing to, offense really did not do a lot last week. You know, I don't think they'll do a ton this week either against the Dolphins because their defense has been really, really good. But I see the Dolphins, you know, forcing a couple – I could see them forcing a couple turnovers from Taysom Hill, you know, getting a couple sacks on them. You know, they, they, you know they're giving up third down still 42% of the time. So they, it's, they can get off the field on third down, make Taysom Hill kind of work on third and long. And I think the Dolphins have a really good shot of winning this football game. But – at home at the Superdome, I can't see I can't see the Saints losing this one. I do think they find a way to win, but the Dolphins are if the Dolphins did score like a defensive touchdown or get a special team touchdown in this game, I think that that obviously would be really huge for them. I think they win that win it, but um, I think Taysom Hill finds a way to lead the Saints to victory.
1: All righty, we got a huge Week 16 of the NFL season, a ton of huge games with playoff implications, so it should be interesting what happens there. But in the NBA, we got a ton of COVID issues. But before we talk about that, we got a problem from Clovercrest Media. So, unfortunately, in the NBA, there are just so many COVID issues right now. you got a bunch of guys you know, coming in and out from the D League. I mean, the, the, and the, but the league is not stopping the season. And I think that is a mistake, but I feel like a big reason they're not stopping the season is because of Christmas Day. They really, really want to have Christmas Day. But the thing is right now, there are just so many COVID issues in this league where – I mean, so many teams are down players. You almost look at almost every single team outside of the teams probably playing on Christmas. And the Warriors do have Jordan Jordan Poole out, but out of the team outside of the teams playing on Christmas, they all have COVID issues right now.
2: Yeah, it's bad. I'm like the. Net, I know the Nets could get all those guys back by Christmas, besides Kyrie. But it's like they have what nine guys on the COVID list right now. I don't know. Like the NHL shut it down, you know, to the 27th, which again makes sense here. Um, it's it's you know it's. Yeah, obviously, Christmas day is such a huge day for the NBA. It'll be interesting ratings-wise because they are going up against the NFL this year. Yeah, you know, NHL, yeah, yeah ten yeah, billion. You know, yeah,
1: NHL did the smart smart thing and shut things down. Yeah, smart It'll move by that and shut things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: totally. You know, kind of let kind of things settle here. And they did announce to the NHL that they're not allowing the players now to go out to the Olympics to play, you know, in like a month or so, which is probably the right smart move, move. As well. smart move. Smart <laughs> move. Yeah, the
1: ratings won't be good, but it's a smart, especially a really smart move with COVID. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is at this point, unfortunately. Um, always looking forward to kind of watching Olympic hockey. I probably so will. But, um, yeah, it's been a problem. Like, I know the Kings, I think they may get Gentry back. But, I'm like, they're on, like, it's been um – they've been down like, their third head coach this week. They have, like, five, six guys on the list. I'm like, the Bulls have – the Bulls have had a time. I think they had 10 at one point. The Nets – it seems like the whole Nets team was on the COVID protocol list for a while there. You know, like – it's getting bad, and, you know, and I know it's only December right now, but, it, you know, some one, two games kind of matter. It could matter to some of these teams towards the end of the stretch of, of a kind of seeding and being in or out of the playoffs and all that. So, like, I know right now it doesn't seem like it, you know, some of these games don't always matter, but, like, for some that's kind of battling for playoff spots, one, two games because you're missing your whole starting lineup, could make the difference. You're playing in that like playing tournament or not, or you know, like even for like a playing for like a four seed, you know, trying to get home court advantage throughout the play, you know, in the playoffs could, you know, losing one of the two games because covet issues could hurt your chances of that. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I absolutely I know why it's because it's Christmas Day and they want those games to be on, but it, it, it's, it, it's 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 risky to some of these teams. I know, I know it's all about money and. Most elites don't usually care about player safety. It's all about kind of money and all that. But yeah, it's you know, it it is it is what it is. Yeah, it's because it's like even like if some of these teams do, you know, I know, but like you know, some of these top guys' cards are out for like you know for COVID, especially on Christmas Day. It's like you know, you're not gonna have good ratings anyways if like Giannis is out and like J J Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's like you know what rate your ratings. You know your ratings aren't going to be great if their star players are out. I know right now, like the Nets, most of their stars are going to be back. But yeah, yeah it's it's one of those things where you know you could lose some of your stars here, maybe or like because the Hawks aren't going to have Trey Young. So that 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 game loses a little bit of juice because that was um, I believe that yeah, Trey Young's first game back since the playoffs. Yeah, he
1: was coming back to the Garden. He was coming back to the yeah. Garden to play that game.
2: Yeah, like that that you know that that game loses a little juice now because you know. Cause there's no, no Trey young. And I know the Hawks are missing guys. So it, you know, it is what it is. I know they're kind of, you know, they want to play those games from, for, you know, cause that, that is their big day of the regular season it's Christmas.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you look at the games, the first game, you, the Knicks and the Hawks, you got Trey Young out, and you're and you I mean, Trey Young will probably play, but you have Trey Young, you Young in COVID protocol. You look at the uh, the Bucks, you got you've, you got yeah, you've had Giannis in COVID protocol. You could have him out in COVID protocol. You look at the uh, and obviously the uh, the the the, uh, the Warrior game, they'll have a, they could have they could have Wiggins in COVID protocol. Then you look at the Nets and the Lakers, you know all the Nets guys that are out. So and so yeah, so it's a ton of guys in COVID protocol. We'll just we'll, we'll start. You could just oh my. Oh my uh, God! Oof. Oh my! I mean, I wouldn't. Now, you know, it's just I it would take that comment away from you know going to be a merry Christmas for my Jazz. I mean, it's a serious <laughs> thing. But yeah, Luke, wow, yeah. Luca just tested I, yeah. I, I Honestly, I think that game. They 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 don't even have that game at that time. I think I think they moved that game to like they they just play at the same yeah. time as the. Uh, they just play at the same time as the uh, Lakers and the Nets, but we'll go we'll go to the Christmas Day slate. We'll start with the Knicks and then and then the Hawks and uh, the Hawks will probably be without Trey Young in this game. So I think this is this is a, this is a game that the Knicks win. I think this is a game the Knicks win. I, they win it by by I think nine or ten points.
2: Yeah, they should. Nice to see Kemba back in the rotation. Uh, you know, to, of course
1: you do. He, he had a good team. game against the Celtics the other night.
2: He did. He even played well last night. I know it's a lonely Detroit Pistons, but they still played well. So it's not wasn't all of his fault there. Um, Good to see him. Yeah, 40, I think he played better the last few games. Yeah, the Knicks should have this game. I know it's been a rough year for him so far. But, yeah, with, with all those stars out for the Hawks, they should be able to take care of business here on uh, Saturday
1: Saturday uh, afternoon. Uh, Celtics travel to Milwaukee to face the Bucks, And uh, in this game, I feel like if Giannis is back, the Bucs will win this game. I just think the Celtics, as we said, they're a team with no direction.
2: Yeah, the Celtics, it's been up and down. They have not. they just been inconsistency all year, like with the Knicks. They have not been able to close out a lot of close games this year. Yeah, if, if Giannis is back, I think they win this game. Drew Holiday had a career high 40 points. He should be back in this game. I know Tatum went off against him a couple weeks ago against the Bucs at 42. But, yeah, at home, the Bucks should be able to take care of business here as, as long as Giannis is back and on the floor for him
1: so uh the, the the third game is the warriors and the and the, and the uh, Suns. that should be the this should be the best game the suns don't have anyone in COVID protocol steph curry will probably be playing for the warriors i think this is the best game of the day but i think i'm gonna take the suns to win close
2: yeah i got the suns as well in this one the rematch i think you know they i think the sun defense slows down curry just enough again you know they probably not going Wiggins or Jordan Poole, which I think could hurt the Warriors in this game as well. Now I think DeAndre Ayton makes a difference down low against um, Kevin Looney. I think he Ayton could have a big day uh, down low against against uh, Golden State.
1: Yep, we got the Nets and the Lakers, and this game was gonna be a great game, but the Lakers will have AD out. Uh I, I think if the Nets have, you know, Durant and they have Harden and they and, and Kyrie can play cuz it's on on the road, if they have those guys I think they definitely win. If they don't, the Lakers win. So it just depends on who the Nets and Lakers have. Who the, who the Nets yeah. have if they win this game against the Lakers.
2: Yeah, it it, it depends um yeah right now who knows um the Lakers have been kind of struggling when when do the Lakers not have AD? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Out exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, poor guys had never been able to sell healthy. Uh, yeah, if the Nets are kind of back to full strength here, I think they should be able to win this game, um, you know, on the road here. LeBron's going to have to probably carry him. I know he's done that a lot. You know, he does, He usually – he knows how to do that if he's got it because, you know, him and – you know, that, that Westbrook trade has not worked out so far for him. Um, They'll shock there. So, Nets are healthy. I think they do find a way to win this game, and – you know, they, they'll they find a way on the road and beat their first game in a week. As I think they called off tonight's game or tomorrow's game already against uh,
1: Portland. righty, so we got the last game between the Jazz and the Mavericks. And now seeing the news with Luka, uh, I think the Jazz win this game by t- 10 to 15 points. The Jazz destroyed the Mavericks twice when they played in Utah last year. I think they win this game by 15, 20 points.
2: Yeah, it could get ugly um, as well. Now, I Trey Burke is... Yeah, I know Trey Burke's more of a guy, rule guy off the bench, but he also tests positive with Luka. Um, I'm looking right now as well. So, yeah, I think the Jazz should dominate this game. Uh, they, you know, the big three of Mitchell, Gobert, uh, Bogdanovich has been great this year. I think the Jazz should take this thing very easily now um, against a Mavericks team that has not, you know, they're 500. They've really, another team that's kind of just been very inconsistent this year. The Jazz should win this game big
1: righty, so it uh, should be interesting to see what happens it's Christmas Day in the NBA, but UConn got their first Big East win last night, but before we talk about that, we got a pro from Chloracrest Media
0: So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes it's very exciting, so a lot of fun now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited, um, so excited to help them. So it's a nice rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions And I want to know what I'm doing So I think that helps a lot Because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, And help them find the right home the last thing I'm going to ask you is And I know these are words that you live by But the mantra at C T V D Realty is People over paychecks Do the damn thing And that's what we do
1: righty. UConn had their first week of Big East play this week. They split one and one with Providence and uh and uh and Marquette. But you were at the Providence game on Saturday. That was a disappointing loss for UConn. Mm. Pretty much the, the big story in that game is they really missed Sinago. That was the big thing in that game. And uh they, they were down they had that terrible start to the second half where they where Providence went on a 17-to-one one run. They ended up coming back uh and cutting the lead to two, but they ended up losing 53 to 57-53 uh, to, 50, to, to Providence, and uh, I think the biggest takeaway from that game was they really, really missed Sanago, and really no one really stepped up outside of Martin, you know, Martin and R.J. Cole in that game.
2: Yeah, Saturdays was uh, very frustrating. Um, yeah, I, you know, Ed Cooley, he goes very under the radar um, coaching-wise. He's done a tremendous job Providence. It's one of the tough jobs in the Big East. And he played them perfectly defensively. And as you mentioned, without Sadago, he overplayed everybody on the top, you know, toward the three-point line. He kind of knew that UConn's got nobody down low to throw, throw it on the block. And, you know, again, UConn, for whatever reason, they just they go through the motions cutting-wise. Whaley, I think back toward, you know, in the first half, he got a couple layoffs, but then they, they, they stopped doing it. So, yeah, Browns had a great defensive game plan for them. Um, You know, they played at their tempo. That that one was very frustrating. They had opportunities to win that game, um, first Biggie's game with fans in a while, and just not able to pull it out. That that was a frustrating one. Coaching wise too, um, Cooley once again out coached Dan Hurley. He did that multiple times at Providence, or when Hurley was at Rhode Island. Even last year, I think the one in Providence, um, Cooley out coached him as well. So um, Hurley was out coached that one. Calhoun, I heard, had to just. Goes look on his face when the TV cameras pointed at him. So ooh, um, ooh. Calhoun's not pleased either. So
1: ooh, if you don't please Calhoun, you no. you know you're not doing a good job. You don't want Calhoun uh, mad at you. You do not want Calhoun no. mad at you.
2: No, you do not. And a lot of fade, the fans around me too are like, uh, "We need you back, at home. <laughs> when they because he was they gave him the standing O. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Calhoun and UConn fans are not 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 too pleased with the way Hurley's been coaching lately
1: yeah i mean i mean he's been better than kevin ollie but that's not saying much but yeah yeah the end of games has been an issue even 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 i mean last night they got bailed out by uh martin we'll get to that by by martin and uh cole but yeah at the end of games the end of that providence game was not good at all
2: no i they're down fourth 40 seconds left and they're they're taking their time like they're winning it's just like there's no no urgency there, there was just none of that in that game um uh, for whatever reason it just i it's, it's aggravating um him and his brother. Next time you see Arizona State on TV, watch the final five minutes. They, Him and Bobby do the same exact thing. The only difference is Danny's players are a little bit better than Bobby's players. It's the only difference.
1: It's,
2: it's stunning. It really is. So, yeah, the end of the game, I just don't get it. They just don't. Have you seen with their offense, too? They go half speed. Cutting, yeah, picking, yeah. like
1: oh And students. let me tell you something. If Calhoun was coaching and saw that saw saw this, there would be a timeout and he would be oh, ripping man. them. You wouldn't you would want to know the language that'd be going on in those huddles. No. You wouldn't want to know no. what'd be being said in those huddles.
2: No. I think, I think it was in like 4 it had to be like 08, I believe. Yeah. I think yeah. 4 a.m. got a turnover and a dunk in 10 seconds, and that was <laughs> it was a timeout. Like and then yeah. Calhoun was probably dropping a lot of F bombs. Oh, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. that that's the thing. Yeah. Like there's, I know there's not gonna be no Calhoun, but it's It's bad. It's just and, and this is the last thing too. like jackson jack Jackson's ball handle has not gotten any better. Like it doesn't look like fundamentally they've gotten any better. Like Jackson hasn't looked like he's gotten much better with his handles at all. Hawkins, I know it's so early, but like his ball handling has not gotten better the first few weeks. Like it doesn't look like fundamentally they're getting better. And I know Calhoun teams always it. Calhoun teams are always great fundamentally. I just I haven't seen that with his teams as well. I, that's another kind of thing I've noticed as well. It's just kind of been bugging me if his, his coaching right now. It's, and it's very, very concerning right now.
1: Let's get to the positive, though. Last night they got their first Big East win, beating Marquette 78-70. It was one-point game late in the game, but then Tyrese Martin and RJ Cole took over. Both had great games last night. Uh, Martin had 25 and Cole had 20.
2: Yeah, um, and congratulations to both of them, Cole 2000 point club, and Martin with 1000 points as well for the career. So, yeah, you know, both of them bailed them out. I thought Martin played really well. Duddy uh, attacked Glass as well. That, And I think he's, he's become a better finisher this year. He really showed that last year. Um, he just he had the yips a lot last year. Um, you know, they kind of got bailed out. Marquette missed that dunk, and then I think it was Justin Lewis missing. I remember easy that. Layup.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Marquette missed the dunk last night. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, like that that
2: could have changed the whole game. That probably changed the momentum all back to Yukon. They probably got built out there as well. That game fits them, that game fit them a lot more because they ran they all a lot more kind of transition stuff. That's really what they do well. That's they have to play games and transition. Um that's where they're great at. You know, um, I thought defensively, um, I thought, thought it was it was not great and i know the way they play they kind of they over or um with the way they kind of um defend screens that weak side the, uh, the weak side guys always wide open for three marquette hit a couple of those um and again marquette kind of cl- attacked him at the glass as well they you know um again like i thought their defense was okay it wasn't great there's was some transition stuff too that you know they marquette had 17 transition points which again i know you can't really help but, but last night they offensively was or you know was good for for most of it. It's just when they're in the half courts, when their problem is they just have to be able to go out and run. They just have so many horses and they're great. Like Jackson's a freak athlete, you know. Martin a cook a cook and you know and, you know he, he's got hops. So you know Hawkins too. I think Jordan Hawkins he's just got confidence because he's got a great shot. It's you know the ball handling's not there yet. His his. And um, he's just got to get a lot stronger because every time he gets hit, he's on the ground every time. He's got to get a lot stronger. But he's a guy, too, like I'm, I'm still really high on. Um, he, he just needs some confidence. I still, you know, the last few games, he just had not hit knockdown shots. So, though, last night they were, they, you know, weren't was not bad. You know, they, they kind of – they had to win that one. It was not pretty. I That's gonna probably how they're going to win a lot of these biggies games. They're not going to be pretty, but – you got to win against a Marquette team that's really young that does have a nice win. You know, I guess you want to say it's a quad one win for right now. So it is a nice win. So but, you know, it's a team that they still got to get a lot better. And last night, I would say, too, was like I not must win, but it, it was pretty close. You don't want to start going, two. And that actually last thing. So since 2004. They're now three and fifteen in conference openers, so they've won as many titles since then. As they have kind of conference, openers, conference so.
1: openers. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. three and fifteen in conference openers because yeah, the year they won the they won the Big East. I'm not sure if they won there. I'm not. I'm not sure if they won their conference opener, but that was a tough Big East. That was a Big East that they finished in ninth yeah. in ninth place. And then the year they won the second national four team and they won the national championship. That 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 American ooh, conference ooh. was good. Louisville was still in that conference that year, so. Yeah. yeah, and and, and uh, I, mean, they, I think they came in fourth during the regular season. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't surprise me that they're three and fifty. It's crazy to think of, but it doesn't surprise me that they're three and fifteen in conference openers.
2: No, it shouldn't because I know like the American. I don't really think they've won one conference opener. I think they, they every year team like they started zero and two. Like it was every single year. I think they lost last year's Big East opener. I believe. I believe they they did lose last year as well. So um, yeah, like, I guess it should not surprise me too much. But it, it is crazy to think about. They've not been great for whatever for whatever reason. You know, I can to remember if they won in the 2011. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it. I, I thought it's crazy to think about that. They've only won that many, and they've had they won the same number of titles in that span.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> that's definitely, That's I don't know they. I don't know, like the same amount of titles. They have won three from. They've won four. three
2: since 04. And they've no, won
1: Oh, same amount of titles. Yeah, I thought you meant yes. more No, same oh, amount. Yeah, right. you got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Same amount. Same amount of national. Same amount of yeah. national titles as a uh, 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 Big East wins. Uh, so yeah, but still, it's a it's a win on the road in conference. When you can get a win on the road in conference, that's a good win.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, Marquette's a tough place to play. Um, it, it is. You know, Strackus Smart's got a good team. Surprised so they didn't press them a lot. They 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 but they didn't put like trapping on. I thought I thought they would do that more. So yeah. It's a nice one to go on the road to Marquette team. That's got a couple of nice wins a lot. They got bailed out too. that. They almost sell, you know, their um, grad transfer from Maryland got, you know, had to go into the COVID protocol 15 minutes before tip off. That really helps. So you you kind of that game, but um, yeah, yeah. It's nice to go on the road and get a win, especially you go to Xavier next week and that's, that's, that's
1: another good team. So they had to win that one last night. Yeah, we'll be recapping that UConn Xavier game uh, next uh, next week because they'll play that game on Tuesday. So we'll be recapping that game on Wednesday. But we got to wrap up the show talking about Buck Sherwalt becoming the manager of the Mets. And uh, here, here's the thing: I mean, he's had a great, a great, a really good career. He hasn't has won a World Series, but has has a great career. It was with, was with the Yankees, and he built that. He was he was he, started, he helped build that 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 dynasty. Then he was with the. Uh, then he was with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. He actually the two years, the the, the year the Diamondbacks won the world, the, the years before he left, the Diamondbacks won the World Series. The next year he left him. He got fired in two thousand. They won it in two thousand one, and then the Yankees. He got fired in ninety five. They won it in nineteen ninety six. Uh, and then he then he went to the Rangers. He think he was there. He was there from 03 to 06. and then he was the manager of the Orioles. And the Orioles that was the best the Orioles have been in since Cal Ripken. I mean the Orioles they made it to the ALCS in two thousand four. They got into the playoffs in two thousand and twelve. And in 2016, so yeah, you got the Orioles to the playoff three times. You get the Orioles to the playoff three times, you're you're going to be pretty good. And this is a good move for the Mets. I like the, I like this move for them. I think with the, with the team they have, this is a team that very easily can compete with the Atlanta Braves in the AL East and could be a, a dark horse in the National League to go to the World Series.
2: Yeah, possibly. You know, you had Scherzer too, and I know Max Scherzer wanted him, so I think it's a good move for the Mets. You know would have been their, what, third manager they hired without any managing experience. I thought they had to get a guy that has some experience like Buck. As you mentioned, yeah, kind of really helped turn around the Yankees, you know, built kind of the – you know, helped the Diamondbacks get to their title. And then even, like, after he left the Rangers, Ron Washington, Ron Washington took over. And then that Rangers team kind of was very close. He got to a couple of World Series as well. So he's done a good job wherever he's gone yet. Yeah, he hasn't been able to um, get that World Series yet. But this is probably the best team he's inherited, though. Um, you know, and I think too, he's going to really help the culture of this Mets. Like again, some of the tsunamis that went on last year, that like situation with like the rat last year with it, you know, and then like the, you know, Javier Baez versus like Lindor or and Lindor versus like the fans. Like that's something that's not going to fly with Buck. So I think this is a good move for the Mets. I think they need a guy with some leadership like this and, and that's going to bring some good culture to them. Um, I, I do think this is a really, really nice hire for Buck and, You know, again, he's more, you know, he's on the old school school side. But again, I, you know, whatever, you know, if you hear from him, he does have some of that kind of, you know, style, you know, being really good with the players and all that. So I think it's a good move and Max Scherzer wants you, you know,
1: it's it's a a good uh, reference to have absolutely 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 so that's gonna wrap it up this week on sports talk with r&j uh, for my for our producer jace garcia and for justin and i'm steve risser we will be back next week talking about week 17 of the nfl season and we'll be previewing the college football playoff have a merry christmas everyone jones at first down wide open it's barkley and Quad barkley will your best ability is of his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in on the glass. How about that?
2: Porter Moore, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. He's down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part.
1: Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
0: My name is Joe Aguilar. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Drawing About the GMAT, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burr, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrest.com.